Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! What is going on, sports fans? Lawrence Patchman Lang bringing you into Game 9, top of the sixth here on the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. A lot to talk about today, so let's jump right into it. But first, who is here? What's going on, everyone? Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy here. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time zone you are in. Game Boy Reginald, what is going on, folks? Great to be back. Very rejuvenated after. A while. Hey, vacation's good sometimes, my friend. Yes, it is totally. And I am still the one and only one of one, Mark. Hold up, Sky Halpern. What's going on, boys? Another day, another podcast, another podcast episode. It's a super stuffed show today, huh? Super stuffed show here on SIP on SIN. We're going to get right to it. We're going to, unfortunately, start off with some more somber news. Mm. NBA legend Bill Russell passed away the other day on Sunday, July 31st at the age of 88. We're going to throw it to Danny Boy to take us away. Yeah, so uh, obviously very, very big loss for the basketball community in general. You know, Bill Russell was a giant across the National Basketball Association, 11-time champion uh, as a player, two-time as a coach, uh, 12 All-Stars. He was an MVP five times as well. And, you know, great all-around player, great scorer, great rebounder, uh, great defender, and an incredible, incredible guy on and off the court. And the biggest thing that obviously you know, people always talk about when it comes to Bill Russell, not just his basketball, because his basketball speaks for itself. He's in the Hall of Fame and full as a player and a coach. But it's also his activism with the uh, civil rights and the black community. Absolutely. And, and, you know, how he spent, he used his platform and his brand and his you know, celebrity status, as people nowadays say, to bring awareness of many issues uh, going on, uh, especially during those racist times in the 1960s, you know, the civil rights movements and all that stuff. So uh, it, it was a absolutely, absolutely incredible human being. He was part of that 67 Cleveland summit with uh, Muhammad Ali, where uh, Muhammad Ali obviously... For anyone that doesn't know, he was protesting going to war, you know, because he refused to get drafted and all that stuff. Uh, Bill Russell was one of 11 athletes to join. And uh, there's another uh, political figure that joined him as well. And, uh, and you, of course, there's, you can go down line all the, the incredible things he's done to uh, – to help out uh, African-Americans across his life and 
know, that that is what resonates me more than the basketball, because, again, like I said, basketball speaks for itself. But, you know, he using his status as a famous NBA player to bring awareness to his cause was incredible stuff. So, again, tremendous loss for the NBA. But today we celebrate him. And for everything he's done for the Celtics, for the National Basketball Association, growing the game, becoming obviously another big thing, becoming the first black coach in any U.S. major sport. Um, so that's another thing to celebrate, you know, how he changed the game for many people. So we honor you today, pay tributes all across and uh, we can be sad, but we also need to celebrate because he was a truly amazing human being. Uh, Olaf's guy, uh, what was your what what's your thoughts on Bill Russell? Uh, th- this hit in many different areas. Uh, you know, when you my age of watching basketball, all anybody could talk about was Bill Russell, and rightfully so. I mean. You look at it now, Bill Russell has something that Tom Brady wants. He wants two full ring, hands full of rings. Bill Russell was the only man who could physically do that plus one extra finger. Um, Bill Russell, as Dan said, very good humanitarian, amazing basketball player, and a very good analyst as well. I mean, yes. he, he never sugarcoated it. He told it straight, you know, uh, when he was first asked about LeBron James, he said, I'm not going to picture anybody who can be best in the NBA until they can be better than I was. I mean, not an unfair statement, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, it's it's the uh, death of an icon, you know, for for sport, but also for a generation as well. Uh, Patchy. You know, it's, it's, it's very sad. It's a big loss for the basketball world. I think in his time as an NBA player, he only never won a championship, I think, four years. I think it was 56, 58, 65, and 67. So the man won a lot of championships as a player and was basically a, almost a champion every year with the Celtics in that yeah. Celtics dynasty and, you know, the – but yeah, you know, end of the 50s into the 60s, you know, what was it? Seven straight championships the Celtics won in that time period from yeah. 59 yeah. to 66. And like Danny alluded, you know, first African-American coach in the NBA. What a way to break a barrier as being one of the greats as a player to transform into that coaching role and win two championships as well. And he was a phenomenal head coach in yes. the NBA. Absolutely. Just yeah, three hundred and forty one and two ninety, just a record over five hundred of um point five four zero. So has a winning record as a coach. And that's hard to say in the NBA because we know how NBA coaches flip flop a lot, you know. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them can make that transition from being on one team as a great coach, then unfortunately no, they make that transition to another team and just totally stink. So it, it's, a, it's a sad and somber day for the NBA. And, you know, Bill Russell, definitely one of the greats, definitely top, probably on the Mount Rushmore of NBA players, in my opinion. I would say so. 
Oh, absolutely. And definitely probably up there in the coaching world as well. Coach three teams, the Celtics, the Sonics, and the Kings. I mean, when you have – I think it's the NBA Finals MVP that's named after him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. when, you have, when you have that, like that in itself should show you how much the game really – how much he really meant to the game. Yeah, you know, great name. And also, if you just go back to his college days, he was also a two-time NCAA champion. And in back-to-back years, 55 and 56. So definitely great all-around player is going to be missed in the NBA. And it's going to be probably said, you know, next season, once that rolls around, how the NBA will honor Bill Russell. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if the, the whole season was dedicated. Especially, right. especially in Boston, where he was, he had so so many great memories in Boston, and how and how the city just loves him. Like I would definitely think that he's going to get a great great tribute across the mm-hmm. NBA. Well, the the, well, well, probably the usual. The number six will probably be on the patch of the jersey. Bill will get yeah. you in one second, and I just want to. Remember, just not. I would say reiterate something, but just talk about something. He played in Boston during a very tough time for yeah. Boston, dealing dealing with, you know, racial, yeah, and social injustice. Yeah, in that's, that, that that was his entire life, and you know what? Entire life, and kind of like Jackie Robinson, he did not let it bother him. He went out and proved that, you know what, I can do this sport just like anyone else. Yeah. And obviously it speaks for itself looking at all those championships that he won for that city in that time period. Yeah. And And, then now, and you know, 60 years later, he's embraced. Yeah. So it's hard not to love him. And like I said, he been through all these racial issues his entire life. You know, he was, you know, he was a victim of racism as a kid. He saw it happen to his own parents, like right in front of him. You know, so this is a guy that's lived it and done it all. Bill. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to say, you know, again, I top five NBA. He is one of the uh, top five players, hands down. Top five NBA players, hands down. I don't think that's even up for debate. When, as Mark said, he has something that Tom Brady doesn't, two hands full of rings. But you know what, a thing that I have been interested in is like what Reggie said, it was his social activism, um, how he stood with Muhammad Ali. He marched with Dr. King in the um, March on Washington. And I was watching, I think it was NBC News tonight, and, um, they, and knowing that Boston, a city that heckled him at games, there is now a statue of him at City Hall Plaza in Boston. So... And once you think about it, Bill Russell with his um, social activism, he kind of laid the ground for what we've been seeing in the past couple of years with activism in sports. Once you think about it, amen. He kind of laid the ground to what we've been seeing the past couple of years with, say, Kaepernick and um, even in the NBA players with the I Can't Breathe thing. Like he laid the groundwork for social activism in sports and not like I said, not only a great athlete, but just a great person who 
wanted to fight for what was right. And um, in 2011, and they've been showing this a lot on TVs for the last 24 hours. Um, in 2011, he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom uh-huh. by the first African-American president, Barack Obama. So that really shows you that his work did not go undone or unnoticed because if you probably told him back then that, hey, man, in about 50, in about 50 years for your work, for not just being a fantastic athlete, like I said, top five, hands down, not just being a fantastic athlete, but doing all the work you've been doing for social activism. If somebody told him within 50 years, you are going to be given the highest civilian honor by the first African-American president, he'd probably say, yeah, you're crazy. And it happened. Possibly. And, you know, like it, it's a loss to Boston. It's a loss to all of sports. And, and like I, hopefully they are going to be paying tribute to him this year by putting their number patch on his jersey. And all I could say is Bill Russell, rest in peace. You will be missed in the NBA. And definitely, rightfully so, we will be missing the charismatic man that he was when he <laughs> gave his analysis and uh rest in peace my friend moving on to a, another story that uh, didn't go the way i thought it was gonna go and bill is asked to lead this in so we're gonna let him bill you know where we're going we're going with deshaun watson oh I go know ahead where we're going all right, folks. So it finally happened today. Um, Deshaun Watson, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, had 24 civil lawsuits due to sexual or sexual misconduct. And and today there have been his hearings going on for weeks. And today he finally got what the punishment was going to be. And he has been suspended for six games by federal former judge, former federal judge Sue Robinson, who the NFL basically hired to take care of this situation. And he has been suspended six games. Now I got thoughts on this, but um, I'm going to throw it to my friends first to see what they think, and then then you guys get the pleasure of seeing me go to rage mode. Well, as long, as long as you don't yell into the mic and yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll go back. How's that? Is this go good? back? When we get to that, when we get to that, go back a little bit and just give me just, some sort know. of signal, okay? Yes, I will. If you're being too loud, I will go like this. Nudge back a little bit because that way I don't go deaf and I don't go deaf when I'm editing later <laughs> today. But I guess I'll give my thoughts first. It's 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 unfortunate because we look at has suspensions throughout sports a case in point we look at josh gordon josh gordon gets suspended for unfortunately he gets suspended for possession of marijuana granted back then nfl had a different policy with you know marijuana and that type of substance where you know if you got caught with it you're suspended for a year and we we look at we can look at tom brady too tom brady and deflate gate we can think that he got off easy with a four-game suspension. But looking at this, it's like there's one of two ways this should have went. Either one, 
you're suspended for the year and maybe half of next year or two, you're not allowed to come back. You're put on the commissioners. You're not allowed to come back and play list. And unfortunately it's, it, it's kind of like the NFL said, eh, all right, six games is fine. But t- typical little fun suspension. We're just going to give everybody unless you somehow possess marijuana and then you get a year for that. But if, it falls to this. It's like, all right, six games. We're not, we're not going to do anything more. And it's kind of, it's kind of a slap in the face to some other players in the league that, you know, got suspended for other stuff that was more harsh. That was less harsh. I'll say less harsh than what Deshaun Watson did. And it, it, it makes the NFL look bad in this situation. And I'm not saying they need to fix it, but they need to come up with a better compromise and do something before there's a revolt somewhere. And I'll leave it at that. Ops guy. To make it short and sweet, um, as Pat said, you know, you got many people who are, got harsher penalties for doing much less. Um, I would have compared this to the Trevor Bauer situation and given the same punishment as it went on there, showing that just because one sport or one action doesn't mean should be a difference. The six games is pretty much Roger Goodell fumbling the ball as usual. I've always shown my dislike for the man, uh, especially after the way he handled the Ezekiel Elliott case. Yes, there's a lot of bias there because I'm a Cowboys fan, but Ezekiel Elliott's case was thrown out of court and the same thing and got six games. But that was just one charge, not 30-plus charges. This is an atrocity that the man is allowed to play. I feel bad for Amani Cooper, who was traded to the Browns, who's had to learn from three different quarterbacks, and now won't be getting to see the quarterback he was hoping to play with until game six. So that is my thoughts on it without going really political on it. So that's where I'm going to leave it. And. Uh, Dan, so one real quick thing, I'll let you go. Um, I think I sent to you, Olaf's guy. I think Warren Sharp had something about it or someone else. Yeah, well, what? what I was saying earlier today, I think it was what Warren Sharp had something about, you know, comparison to this. Yeah, it, it was an easy, it, it, uh, just to break it down, you, Warren Sharp, uh, you know, is very good when it comes to reporting on football and reporting it on other sports. Um, made a statement. Calvin Ridley was suspended for one year for gambling 1500 bucks, and he wasn't even in the league. He was already suspended from the league. He had dropped out. You had uh, Michael Kendricks. He got suspended eight games for insider trading. Miles Garrett, because he decided to try to belt Mason Rudolph with a helmet. And then, obviously, Trevor Bauer. He there is no way that Deshaun Watson should be allowed to be playing in any sport at all. That's and and, and the Miles Garrett suspension from the fight was six games. So you're, right. it's, it's basically, you're like saying, all right, that's equivalent to that. Danny Sorry, boy. I've been holding up Dan. Sorry, one last mm-hmm. thing. Sorry, Dan, I apologize. This is basically like saying the NFL should let Henry Ruggs the moment he makes parole, come back into the NFL, no problem, no suspension. That That's how I'm comparing it otherwise. Dan, your floor. Uh, the NFL messed up again. 
and again, keep in mind, the judge made the ruling. This is someone that the NFL hired to, you know, make the ruling. And again, you know, they're, the, the whole point that I've been trying to say over the last few months is that compared to the other leagues in the United States, the NFL is the only league where you can do something that is criminal and outrageous and get away with it. Whether it's on the field, whether it's off the field, you can do something that's absolutely criminal and get away with it. The only person that could not get away with it was Ray Rice. Everyone else can get away with it. Hmm. Why is that the case? Why is that the case? It's a shame that, once again, the, they, they just don't get it. They don't understand. And I feel horrible that women have to cover, who have to cover the NFL on a daily basis, have to see this news come down. Because what does that say to them? And to all those that were suspended, whether it's the Calvin Ridley's of the world, suspended for gambling the entire season. Gordon, who has been suspended many times and, you know, had to be put, had to be, his leave had to be extended a couple of times for doing drugs and stuff. You know, and how they've never been able to get back, really, into the folds of the league. What do you say to them? For doing something that's way less than what Deshaun Watson allegedly did. Look at the case of one of the best running backs in the NFL who got chased out of North America, Ricky Williams. Yep. Absolutely. Billy boy. Okay. Okay. Is this good for is this a good distance for you, gents? A little bag, please. A little more. There we go. Okay, you can all hear me, right? Yes. I can, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Now, I have thoughts on this. And first, I want to say, this is an absolute embarrassment for the NFL right now. And I just want to say about the judge, and listen, I'm not doubting anything about her. I'm sure she's a very intelligent person. I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's a lovely lady. But... She's been used by Goodell. They hired her so Goodell could just basically say, well, I had nothing to do with this. I, I didn't give the suspension. My hands are clean. And you know what? We, need, we need the tote board. You know how they have tote boards with the in, in companies when they go so and so many days without an accident? Yes. We should get a tote board. So in so many days, Roger Goodell hasn't been an embarrassment to the NFL. Oh, we be those days wouldn't last too long. But anyway, getting back to the whole Deshaun Watson thing. The, and I'm taking all your points here. You all made excellent points. Like Calvin Ridley got suspended for a season for gambling. Josh Gordon got suspended for smoking a little weed. Multiple times. Multiple times. And listen, the NFL had a different policy. It's been changed now. Doesn't matter. Doesn't but matter. Still, I think what Deshaun Watson 
did was a hundred times worse than what Josh Gordon or Calvin Ridley, or even, I cannot believe I am saying this, or Tom Brady. Yes, I'm somewhat defending Tom Brady today. It's a very sad day. But the problem is you basically let this asshole walk out with a six-game suspension? That's insane. He's basically getting a, okay, you got to sit out a few games. Don't do it again. I think you can also use Cleveland Browns facilities for stuff. Yes, and you know what? He still gets paid, too. Remember that. $230 million. Um, anyway, but this is like, again, like, and Reg, you brought up a very good point about, you know, women reporters. How are they going to feel basically saying this guy who had 24 civil lawsuits against him, 24 and yet they basically give him a slap on the wrist. This is an embarrassment. And I hope, but again, okay. And I want to pose this question to you guys. Um, sure. The, the NFL has by Thursday to appeal the decision. You think they're going to do it? No. And why not, Reg? I'll get to you two in a second, I promise. Because it's, it's the NFL. That's why. They never appeal stuff. The players union said they're not going to appeal it, mm-hmm. and neither is the NFL because, again, this was the inside job by the NFL. Understand yeah. that it's an inside NFL job. So why okay. would why would the NFL mess up their inside job? Well, they said they wanted a full season. Please give me a break. I don't want to hear that anymore. All right, you gentlemen. I'll make it very easy that six games is not enough. Guys should not be allowed to play football in North America as far as I care. He wants to go to Canada, whatever. He wants to go Europe, fine. Embarrassment is one word to use. This was an atrocity, and it just shows Football is the one sport, and I believe Dan made this point earlier. Football is the one sport where nobody seems to get it. And hopefully that one day we'll get someone who cares about the right action to be taken in sports. Patchman. Yeah, you know, hopefully this ruling is assessed at one point and a more harsh suspension is given out to Mr. Watson for the allegations that have occurred. Until then, we have to accept the fact of the ruling and, you know, we're just people that rant and rave and give our opinions on it. That's it, basically. So until, I want to say justice is served, but until the right punishment is given out, we have to accept the fact that just on just I can't pronounce words. Watson has a six game suspension. He's allowed to come back at week seven. That's it. And you know what? It's on the Browns now if they want him to play or not this season. They can have the they can say, you know what? You're not playing this season. You're the either you're the backup or you're the third string until everything is settled. And if more stuff comes out, they can you know say, fuck it, you're out. 
and they can, but they still have to pay him the guaranteed money of close that. To that you know what? The, I, I think guarantee. I think guaranteed money from the Browns won't matter if they. You know what? It's an eyesore on them right now as well because yeah. they didn't. They they traded for him and they did not wait until the allegations come out. And I hope Baker Mayfield is smiling somewhere. And you want to know something? Um, okay, first, uh, what what I think the NFL. Appeal. I think they should appeal this. They should. But guys, we got to remember something. Roger Goodell is commissioner. We got to remember Bill, that, folks. Bill, not, not to sound like this is an attack, but you're just repeating what you just said. And Dan, the NFL is not going to appeal this. The NFLPA has said whatever the punishment was going to be, they were going to stand by. Deshaun Watson got the easier end of a short stick. The NFLPA doesn't have to do anything. They can step down. The NFL, yes, because they wanted a full season, is not going to drag this through court because they're not going to win. So they get the six games, and that's it. Yeah. And 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 I want to go off what um Patch said about um baker mayfield i read somewhere on some meme when they said about getting to sean watson they said we want an adult as quarterback and when they said that and deshaun watson's going through all this you know what baker mayfield was doing this was before he was traded you know what baker was doing he was at a fundraiser for a children's hospital in cleveland so yeah hey um, i want to say to the browns ownership who's the adult now yeah, and and my hope is that Baker Mayfield sticks it to them because they know that they fucked up big now, time. Dan, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Panthers and Browns are playing each other on Week One. Stick it. This is I the hope time Baker to do Mayfield it. starts in just bloop, bloop, bloop. Well, you also have to remember one thing: is not only are they playing each other, the Browns are paying. For him to play against him, they're yeah. paying his contract. That's that's the thing that makes it even better. Stick it. You know what? Stick Typical Browns. Yeah, and and to be honest, I think Deshaun Watson's going to play. I hope he stinks because he doesn't deserve any NFL time right now. No. Period. So, so let's say yeah, he's he's happy. He gets away with it. Yada yada yada. Still gets to be around the team, whatever it is. Gets to do whatever. And if you can't be around the team, you'll you'll find a way to get in contact, make sure he's up to date on the playbook and shit. Okay? Cool. So, he'll be happy and stuff. If he stinks, he deserves it. And I would yeah. love to see someone like a Josh Rosen to get a chance. And look, we, we criticize Rosen, rightfully so. I love to see him get a chance and prove his worth in the NFL mm-hmm. over this dumbass that wants to go out there and not treat any woman with respect, with their bodies, with the, their their minds and souls and all aspects of life. And and I heard in the judge's ruling, I actually found this kind of funny. He can only get massages from the club, from the team. I heard or something. Right. Like they, they they will find a way to make sure they stay in contact with yeah. Deshaun. The, what, every team does this. 
with that said, that's our coverage with Deshaun Watson. I can't pronounce Watson's Deshaun name. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. You got, you. Watson. You got I, this. I, I, I cannot pronounce words today. With <laughs> Mr. Watson's six-game suspension and what the NFL world is reacting to it. Hold up, Sky. We got some trade deadline going on right now in the MLB. Oh, well, so a year ago, the big, the big names that were swirling around was Max Scherzer and Trey Turner from a little team known as the Nationals. And where did they end up? They ended up on the biggest stage but together with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, the season ended and Max Scherzer is now a New York Met. But now we're fast forwarding. We're here. We're today. And yet the biggest name, again, is coming from a little team known as the Nationals, and Juan Soto trade deadline is circling. The ask that the Nationals want is just too much for teams to even think about. So we're going to talk about trades that did happen before we do hypotheticals. So the Yankees were very active in today, and I was actually kind of impressed with the trade they made with Oakland getting Franklin Montas Frankie Montas and Trevino. This is a big pickup for the Yankees, Dan. What do you think? I mean, the Yankees needed a starter and a reliever. Because let, let's be honest, and, and I love Domingo Herman, but he's rusty. So I don't want to throw Domingo Herman out every five days. So it's good that or even if it's not Domingo Herman, and it's an opener, something that the Yankees haven't had in a while, but the Yankees can't afford to have for right now, an opener. I would much rather have Montes starting than throwing an opener, throwing out Domingo Herman. So this is a good deal for the Yankees that they had to give up prospects. It is where it is. Um, also, I believe was it Lou Trevino? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a reliever. Yeah, he's he's coming to the Yankees as well, and then uh, th- th- so right now the Yankees making moves. And he also made another move for another reliever, Mark. Yeah, Bill. I think right now I think during these trades, I think the Yankees are doing a great job with the um, new pitchers that we got. That's going to add to the rotation because you got um, because or with this new. Well, with these new pitchers, because um, I was actually just talking to my dad, he thinks maybe they'll move Armand to the bullpen. Would a Reg, as my fellow Yankee fan here, what would you say to that? Yes. I think if you move Armand to the bullpen, we're putting more arms because more arms in in the um more arms in the pitching, um, yeah. because Sevy's been injured. So I think this the arsenal is being packed. And I just want to say about, and also going back to last week with Ben attendee, um, I'm going to say this, sorry, I'm jumping around all over the place, guys. I apologize, but um, I will say this. I think Joey Gallo's days in pinstripes are numbered. I think his days are numbered. I think they're going to be getting rid of him. I, I hope they're going to be getting rid of him soon. And JT Mahoney, if you are listening to this, I know he's your boy, but I'm sorry. I'm stating you the cold hard facts. Um, 
right now the biggest need in the Yankees is wrestling. The gang relievers. They yeah. also got the guy from Chicago, Scott F. Ross. Um, he's a rookie, and the Yankees have now will have five years of control, which is huge because if he's as good as he has been in Chicago as a rookie, then imagine having five more years of that. Uh, I think I think the Yankees are making the right moves for what they're addressing now. It's about getting the extra bats in the lineup. Absolutely, and they they sort of address it with Ben Intendi, but I feel like they can do more. Doesn't have to be sexy bat. Doesn't have to be big bat. Something that can be reliable. Yeah, yeah. Yankees need a good hitter. Oh, oh. with this trade, they got four prospects. They got the Yankees number five. Luis Medina, number 10 pros, overall prospect, J.P. Sears, number yeah. 20 overall prospect, Cooper Bowman. Actually, number two, Cooper was 21, Sears is 10, Mendia is – well, I kept not – I'm screwing up tonight. Because huh? I can't read a tweet. <laughs> Cooper Bowman is their number 21 overall – was their number 21 prospect. Sears is their 20th. Mendia was their 10th. And then the Yankees actually gave up the number five prospect, Ken Waldrick. Yeah. So if if you're a follower of the Hudson Valley Renegades, Cooper Bowman's actually had a pretty decent season. Yes, there, and he is, will be headed out to Oakland, where hopefully he can continue on the run he was having. Because I I like Cooper Bowman as a second baseman. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think a little bit of work needed with the bat, but yeah, he, he's a good ball player. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it stinks that the Yankees have to part ways with these prospects, but if it means getting the things that we need to win now, boom, let's go. Yeah, because you know what? I got to say, I'm somebody on my um, one of my Yankee fan pages, um, he posted this thing that said that Brian Cashman just pulled off Andrew Benatendi, Frankie Montes, Scott Efforts, and Lou Trevino without giving up Oswald Peroza, Austin Wells, Anthony Volpe, or Jason Dominguez. Well, or, give that time. Give that time if, you know, the Yankees, if the Yankees really want to pull the trigger on Soto. Like, and, and listen, we are recording this on Monday night. A lot can happen between now and Tuesday. Um, but as of this moment, at 8.43 p.m. on, on August First in this year of our Lord, 2022. Um, Cashman, and listen, you know, you guys all know I have been very critical of Brian Cashman in recent years. I have been super critical of Brian Cashman. But you know what? I'm going to give Cashman credit on this. He's yeah. he's he's been doing good. Well, this entire season, he's actually done well. Cashman's done done very well well this year. And, you know, and listen, there have been times, and you guys have heard me saying that I think Cashman should be fired. Um, fired. Right now, I don't know if that, if I'd be saying that now, because, or, or it may be down the line, you know, Cashman does something good. We all clap like seals and then forgive whatever screw ups are coming next. But, well, listen, you're not, ca- you're not, go ahead, Patch, sorry. It's okay, Mark, you're fine. Cashman is smart. You're not going to give up a number. You're not going to get, I can see, okay, you're giving up a top five. You're giving up your number five prospect to send out to Oakland. You're not going to give up four, three, two, or one for these two pitchers. It, no. That, that would, 
that would make Cashman look really, really stupid and dumb. And another word I cannot use on air. I, I want to ask everyone here if Cashman tomorrow, because again, Tuesday, so by the time this gets released, this point will be probably be a moot point. Um, do you think, in all honesty, if Cashman gives away Dominguez, Volpe, um, Peraza, and Wells for Soto, do you think he's officially won Idiot of the Year if he does that? He, or do you think he wouldn't win Idiot of the Year? All four of those wouldn't be included. You would probably see either Volpe or Dominguez in that trade, and maybe Peraza would be part of that, along with maybe like maybe a prospect that's like maybe ranked the 30th and maybe somewhere in the teens. They're not going to get the Nats are not going to get all four of those players, but out of the Yankees won't give up Dominguez, but I could see them giving up Volpe if they were to trade for Soto. The Juan Soto situation is very messy because the asking price right now is very, very high. Let's see what happens. I mean, I, I mean, if you want to place odds on it, I'd say it's a 50 to 1 he gets traded, period. I don't think he's going to get traded now. Maybe at the end of the season is a possibility, but for a lot less. Um, I like how Steve Cohen made it very clear is that the Mets are not going to trade any of their top prospects for a rental, and I'm very happy with that. So the question becomes that we're going to transition a little bit over to the Mets fast because of too much speculation right now. The biggest name, and Mike Rifkin and I reported this before anybody else did, so we're still taking credit for it if it happened, that we said J.D. Martinez was going to be the Mets target, and it still should be at the right-handed DH. The Mets have what it needs to offer as a shortstop replacement because there's no word on Xander Bogart's on whether he's going to resign with Boston and Ronnie, Ronnie Mauricio would be a top fill for them. Plus Dom Smith would be able to fill in for what JD Martinez does. Um, the Atlanta Braves made a little bit of a extension on Austin Riley that the fact that the man does not leave the state of Georgia and will be eating peaches for pretty much the next 10 years of his life as he gets a 10 year $212 million extension. Which is a great deal for the Braves because he has been phenomenal for them. Uh, I was about to say, did time. they underpay? I don't think, no, if, if they agree to that, I don't think so. I don't know if Austin Riley, not that he isn't worth a lot more than that. I just don't know if he cares because he, he agreed to 10 years. So... I think he just he's in it for the ride. He likes it in Atlanta. He wants to repeat any way to continue to win over there. I don't I think that's all that matters. And he's a good ball player and that contract's worth it. The other thing I find interesting, great contract for the um Braves, but also um Christian Vasquez traded to the team he's his was playing. The Astros and basically went from one dugout to the other, and he found out during batting practice, and his yeah. heart just looked like it broke. Kind of similar what happened to Ben Attendee when he found out the night before when he was in New York 
and before the game started, like he was still checked into to the with the Royals at the hotel. So the one thing I'm gonna say is the Yankees made a hell of a deal by getting Andrew Benatendi. He's yes, they did. He's gonna be a big fill. The problem is, is Dan and I had touched on this a while back. Is that the Yankees have to travel to Toronto? Yeah. For still a number of games, and now you have to count him out of the lineup. No, he said he is going to get vaccinated. He did say he was going to get vaccinated. Okay, until it officially happens, right. you still have to count him out. Yeah, because it, it's a it, game vaccinated. Keep in mind, getting vaccinated in itself is a process, so um, you, you you have to give it some time. Uh, but of course, you know what that said. The Yankees wouldn't have made the deal if they knew he wasn't getting vaccinated. So I, I okay. trust I trust Ben Tendi that he's going to do uh, okay. business. Um, the trade deadline itself is going to get more and more exciting uh, as it gets moved. But one very big name that had been talked about that could possibly be going to the Mets, could have went to the Yankees, could have possibly went pretty much anywhere was Baltimore Orioles outfielder Trey Mancini, and he ends up going to the Houston Astros. What a deal for Houston getting Mancini, who's on a career is on a huge resurgence after, you know, coming back from cancer last year. And he's a great ball player. And I think Houston really got a good deal in Mancini. Dan. The Yankees are screwed. The Yankees are screwed <laughs> because, uh, I mean, it, it, it could have been, it honestly could have been any big time player that the Astros could have gotten. They got Mancini. Uh, it, it's a good deal for the Astros. I mean, it beefs up the lineup, the already fantastic lineup that it is. Um, so you combine all the power hitting that Mancini can give you and his fielding ability. You combine that with what the Astros already have and this great pitching staff that they have and the great lineup that they have. The Astros, to me, are the favorites to win the World Series. It is no question. And like I said, the Yankees are screwed. Because even though the Yankees are making good moves, there's no move that that puts the oomph into everything to elevate them. Yeah, um, I agree with you, Reg. You know, because now with um, Mancini, that Astros that Astros lineup is not just beefed up; it's like prime rib beefed up. Yeah. You have. You have with Mancini, you have Bregman, you have Altuve, you have Tucker. So, yeah, it's not like- gonna lie, folks, and this this is coming from two diehard Yankee fans here. Oof. Yanks are in trouble. Yeah, can you can you, I, I can't I, I am sick and tired of getting punked by the Houston Astros. Aren't you tired of getting punked by the Houston Astros? I am so freaking tired of it. I really am. It's so, like it's yeah. like. The, I'm gonna let you finish because I yeah, but so so yeah, it, it, to me, it, I'm just sad because I know right now they're gonna go for a World Series, and they're probably gonna win the World Series. So I'm sad. Yeah, I'm sad too. But you know, Reg, I want to ask you: 
do you think the Astros are basically becoming the new Red Sox for the Yankees? No, because the Red Sox are always going to be a big division rival. Uh, and the Red Sox punk us too like crazy. <sighs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely this new rivalry between Houston and New York in the American League, it's fire, dude. Like, I really enjoy this. I'm really enjoying this new rivalry that they have there. And, you know, any way that we could finally get to a World Series beating their asses, it's going to be oh, that sweet will, satisfaction. If the Yankees make it to the LCS this year and beat the Astros, I will be doing backflips. Sweet satisfaction for sure. I will be, you know, forget the World Series. Let's just have the parade after that. Let's just have <laughs> the freaking parade after that. Screw the World Series. Let's just have the parade uh, after that. Um, no, but I really hope the Yankees win the World Series this year. But anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's yeah. So the Astros hold me. I'm scared. Yeah, it'll it'll be yes, fine. And open up those loving arms and hold them. Yeah. <laughs> and now I come to you with loving arms. Steve Perry, don't sue me. Um. Okay. Anyway, what would he the... sue you for, Bill? I was um, you open I, arms. You know what? You know what? Screw it. Dante's version of "Take on Me" just got beaten. I think you got the worst cover ever now. And you know okay. what? I will wear that with a, as a badge of honor. I will Shout wear that as a Pooh. badge of honor, Patchy. I will wear Shout that out. as a badge of honor. Shout out to DCC Radio Alumni and DCC Alumni Dante Palmieri, also known as Pookie. In the inner circle of oh, DCC Radio. We love you, Pookie. We hope you are doing very well. And <laughs> I actually saw him last year and he's doing good. And we wish him well. Yeah. Uh so yeah, no, so that that happened. The Astros, they got their man, and now they can move forward in their quest for a World Series. Um, and now we're on Soto Watch. By the way, the Padres looking like they're going after Soto. Got Josh Hader in a massive massive deal with the Brewers, which I'm shocked by. I I could not believe that. Well, I think Um, the Brewers, even though where they are in the division, are trying to figure out what pieces they need. Right. Obviously, they that the basically flop closers. I mean, if you really break down the trade, yeah. And there was nothing wrong with the kid from San Diego. He's pretty good, but. Josh Hader is just so much better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. With that move, could San Diego be bringing in a name like Soto? We will have to wait and see. Yeah. One other trade that is finishing up tonight that will be finished is the Red Sox are finalizing a trade with the Cincinnati Reds to bring Tommy Pham in. That'll most likely be to help out with, uh, DH and uh, defensive outfield help as he is pretty much known for nowadays, even though it says he was going to get his numbers up in Cincinnati. That yeah. hasn't happened. Yeah. Do you think the Blue Jays are punting on this season? Because they're fairly quiet in this. Deadline. No, I, I, I just don't think they have the willingness to give anything up right now. They know they still have the best squad. I mean, they're not better than the Yankees. Uh, right. Yes, I'm actually saying that. No. They are easily one of the wild card teams. Yeah. That's not a question. I just don't think we've seen the full extent of what this team is yet. 
and eventually it's going to come together. And if it comes together in September, then the entire American League better be on lookout because that lineup is a nasty lineup when it's ready. Yeah, the, and, and, and to me, the, the, the Blue Jays, to, to me, if once everyone, because again, they're a young team, so they're, they're going to make a lot of mistakes and they're going to, you know, go through growing pains. But to me, that's a team that honestly should have a chance at the playoff. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. And as hypotheticals, we have all said, we're just going to pretty much wait till tomorrow because we could talk yep. any name until the cows come home. And we're going to have to wait till tomorrow to see which now, cows actually leave their and like, pastures to go. Like we said, we're basically on soda watch, watch right now as well. So Yeah, and we'll have a lot more coming to you on Batter Up, um, which will be released sometime Thursday or Friday. And um, we'll have all the reaction to all the trades going on there. Uh, hopefully the Mets can get a DH situation because let's be honest, I like P. Alonso. He should be playing first. And uh, J.D. Davis ain't cutting it either. Like, let's, let's, let's boot him out. Right. <laughs> uh, and the lawyer, the lawyer needs to go, but I know a lot of my Mets fans out there would pretty much hate me for saying that. But, Dan, if the good people who are listening to us tonight, all three of you, are actually sitting and listening to us, where can they go and find us? Find us on social media. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter, at SIN Sports Insane. Uh, that's the podcast Twitter. Uh, at S Insanity Real. That is our network Twitter. Like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell on our YouTube channel, and uh, you'll find more of uh, all this content that you, you, you'll get. And then, of course, there's the website, which is Patch www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com to learn more about the network, the show's history, the history of the network, more about ourselves, more about the rest of the guys in the network, mm -hmm. and read our blogs as well. Yep. And Sports Insanity Network on Facebook as well. And YouTube at Sports Insanity Network. Pretty much where you can listen to anywhere you get to podcasts. So that's going to conclude tonight. For me, I am Mark Oldoff's guy, Halpern, along with. I'm Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy. Stay safe and take care. And also, we want to give a special shout out to our former co-host, Christine the Conchatori. Yes. Her and her boyfriend are expecting their first kid. Congratulations. And congratulations. Congrats. We wish you the best. And um, you know what's really funny? Uh, for those who don't know Christine, first of all, she's awesome. Um, she's a Yankee fan. Her boyfriend's a Red Sox fan. So yeah, yeah. how's that going to go? <laughs> I hope, you know what? I hope that child becomes a Mets fan. That would be like the, <laughs> that would be like the absolutely most hilarious thing ever. Be like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to be neutral. I'm a, I'm a Mets fan. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Christine. Yeah. Be contatory. We're proud of you. We're very happy for you. And in the final words of our one- and the other two who is not here that. tonight, in the words of Mike Rifkin, namaste. And well, well, Danny boy, how about you sign up first? And you didn't get to sign off, and then I'll sign off with my spiel. Uh, uh, uh peace, love, and fried chicken, everybody. <laughs>
because we can. <laughs> and say goodnight to your mama because your mama loves you. I am Lawrence. Patch Man Lang, I had something on my mind I wanted to say. I forgot. So on that note, take care.